Welcome to the cage, my friends, for your tightest coverage of UFC, Bellator, and all things MMA. This is the Better Fight Cast. <laughs> Leading today's schooling will be our resident MMA historians. In the left corner, Joe Neubauer, at Joe News MMA. UFC 214 is way too good to be true. And in the right, Sean Neubauer, at MMA underscore Insomniac. What's up, knuckleheads? They've been living and breathing mixed martial arts since they were kids scouring video store shelves for pride VHS tapes. To help me bridge the gap between fans new and old, Gabrielle Shirley at Gabby underscore D. Ready to talk some MMA. Is somewhere between a historian and a rookie like myself. I am Matt Krogamo Jr. at Matthew J. Better. A credentialed writer, certified personal trainer, and student of comedy. Exploring how to maximize the human experience. We do that today by bearing witness to the bestest, purest sport you can follow. Well, Joe... Where shall our schooling begin? Well, it's been too long since we sat at this it's table. It's been a while. Almost, I hate that. almost two weeks. Almost. Well, we at least snuck this in on a special Sunday night we're edition. In there. That's right. We're getting it in there. We're, we're, we're putting a show in between three weeks to just get one in there before we can get back to our normal schedule. But a lot has happened, and I, I really think this is one of those. For a week and a half, I think there's been more news coming out and more developments than I can remember. There's just so many things happening. And first, let's start back on last Saturday night. I mean, even Friday night when LFA came on. You know, that was when Colby Northcutt, Sage Northcutt's little sister, lost her debut. Mm. And they crowned the new champion at the end of the night. But I had LFA on Friday night. And then Saturday, of course, was Bellator's second, but I feel like first inaugural pay-per-view attempt. And then, of course, Sunday night was Oklahoma City of the UFC. And really, to me, last weekend, I loved it. I loved how much content we got. I loved how much cage fighting came on in one single weekend. It reminded me of the old Monday Night Wars with WCW versus WWF. Just like you couldn't get enough of it. Mm. You were flipping back and forth on both channels. Even though these two came on two consecutive nights, it was like I still didn't have enough of it. Mm. Like I wanted more two days later, more fights. Like you just, it, It's just an addiction. And I was, I was a very happy fan last weekend because I thought, both shows had a lot happen. Nice. So let's dive right into it. Let's start with Saturday night. Bellator, New York City. It was 180 and 181 put together in Somniac. In oh, case you yeah. That's that. right. They did a live gate in New York City of 1.5 million. Now, that sounds like a very good gate for Bellator. They're like, it's 737. This but is the second event. That's New York, though. Yeah. Well, it's kind of crazy to think that UFC's debut in New York, that's only one-eighth of their revenue. Yeah. Just to, but then, then again, they did have a headliner of Conor McGregor. I mean, that guy's the hottest name in the game, whether it's boxing, MMA, WWE, Kung Fu, Karate. He could do anything. He could go steal the show at the Emmys. It doesn't matter. Conor McGregor is the it factor in the world today when it comes to the fight business. But a gate of $1.5 million, I mean, i got to say for Bellator, that's pretty impressive. WSOF went there and didn't sniff those numbers. Well, it's WSO. Well, I'm sorry, Professional Fighters League. Well, that's their gate, and from their TV ratings, they averaged 900,000 viewers but peaked at 1.1 million in the main event. Now, that's fantastic. For TV ratings, that's very good. Spike TV is has to be very happy about those numbers. I would be. You know, of course, but let's jump into the night of fights. And for the first time ever, i got to say, i got to applaud Bellator. I thought their production was spot on. The additions of Mauro Ronaldo and Mike Goldberg, you didn't realize it until they were on. You said Bellator, their productions were spot on. Yes. I don't I don't yes. know if I've ever heard that phrase. Yes, yes, I really <laughs> I didn't know did. I don't know if it's because it was a bigger arena. Especially not here? Yeah. What? I don't know if bigger it was the arena? bigger arena, but in Madison Square Garden, it looked really it did good look on better. TV. It did. It looked really good on TV. I Big love the difference. fact that they had color commentary. I love the fact that when What started, about their color, like the neon? No, it was good. Flames. Good coloring. Very good Nothing. coloring. They turn it down? Um, I still hate their still Titantron. Do, yes. I do. I hate it. Is that just like a big TV screen? What exactly yes. is yeah. a Titantron? I've never watched a Bellator um, event. You ever see Monday Night Raw? The big okay, so the, the big, big TV screen, screen that's okay. over the rampway when they come took out. it for granted. That's what you meant by a Titantron. Yes. I. That's what it is. I still hate that, but hey, maybe some people like it. I just think that's it looks too Some people might just like it. They but if that's like the it, thing I got to complain about, then that's a small complaint because it has nothing to do with the product and the fights. I mean, if you're there and watching it live and you can't miss an inch, I guess, and I like the Titan Tron because when I go to a football game, I just complain on this week's Better Fight or the Better Health and World about how much I uh, don't like football. But 
just real quick. When I go to a football game, I miss being in my living room watching it on TV because I don't know what's going on when I'm there live. Because mm-hmm. it's it's tiny. It's tiny. It's like watching people play chess in a distance almost. Like it's strange. It seems yeah, I'm so not a fan lar- of live football It seems either. so larger than life on TV. So the Titantron gets rid of that problem because you still get to experience it live, but mm-hmm. you don't. You, you know, you can see the cracks in their faces. So. I genuinely believe, other than baseball, I think every sport's better on TV. That's just my personal belief. Well, I think it's it's about the environment too. Whether it is, it is. Or, but uh, I'm a big I, fan I mean, of I women's love... tennis. <laughs> big fan of women's tennis. I've been asking them to change baseball to that. I've More of a lately. women's volleyball guy myself. That's but what guess... everybody says, but I don't. I mean. <laughs> I'm not going to get – I'm. A, that's a close second. I'm just – I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but, I mean, moving on from that, getting back to the color commentary alone. Mike Goldberg, Marm Ronaldo's presence were both very, very felt. But also the other addition that they added, quietly, Brennan Schaub. I thought he was a great addition to the show, too. I love how they did the I color commentary. I would check commentary. it out just to hear how Brendan Shaw yeah. does. I, I thought really they did would. a great job at the color commentary. The two Ben sitting beside the ring. Jimmy Smith, that was his place. Along, uh, Mike Goldberg was on the Bellator 180 portion, which was Spike TV. And then Marvin Allo did color commentary on the pay-per-view with Jimmy Smith. Was, I wish it was Jimmy Smith, the actor. <laughs> <laughs> and they did the color commentary, but then they had a three-man booth. after every Before and after every fight, they would go to this three-man booth, and they would do pretty much commentary, hyping the fight up or talking about what just happened in the fight. Nice. And that consisted of Brennan Schaub. It consisted of, why can't I remember that lightweight's name? Insomniac, help me out here. Shoot. Rick Moranis. Josh Thompson? Josh the Punk Thompson, right? Yeah. Yeah, Josh the Punk Thompson. And then, of course, Mike Goldberg or Mauro Ranallo. And I, I I don't know something about that three-man booth I loved. I love that, just the way it took away from the action. I thought the production was smooth. And the one thing Bellator showcased to me on Saturday night was they are capable of handling big-time shows. Nice. They could handle Good. a big event. Sweet. If they get the right fight, and they need the platform, they need the eyeballs, I'm very confident they can put on an event big enough to suit its needs. And we're excited for Bellator to be successful. We might not have mentioned this point in a few episodes. We want the competing brands to be competitive because it'll bring out the best of this this sport in general. And we, it, it, you, you, you want to keep everyone accountable, keep all the bosses of all the brands accountable, and if there's too much of a lead, then they get sloppy and they get comfortable and they get casual. So well, also, we want Bellator to succeed for this reason because they are heads and above, you know, head and shoulders above, yeah. above everybody else, the second, the distinct second, and they are way behind UFC. And also but it's awesome that they put on an excellent Honestly, show. and Insomniac, you can help me out with they this. They pulled off a legit show. That's awesome. We want the fights. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. get enough fights. Yeah. UFC can't be mm-hmm. on every single weekend. Content, they can't content, be on every content, day. Content, you content. want more fights, and mm-hmm. you want great fights, and you want them shown in different ways. I, I mean, I'm glad that Bellator did their thing. This is the first event I can honestly say for Bellator. I'm going to remember that it delivered. The fights were good. They were There's good. stuff to build in the future. You know, it, it was very good. I mean, I still wasn't crazy about the main event. Let's jump into that. Wanderlei Silva got defeated by Shale Sonnen. Kind of what we thought was going to happen. Shell Sutton was going to go in there, take him down, and dominate him for three rounds, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, Juan Silva had his moments. I mean, I think if this fight happened four years ago, we would have got the same result. I genuinely believe that. And it happened this time, and I didn't think Sutton or Silva particularly looked bad. The but looked it amazing. didn't feel like the main event. Yeah. Okay. It didn't. And I actually did. One thing I did like, I said it before, I didn't like it, but I actually liked the national anthem sung right before the main event. And this time I like that. You know why? The first time they only did one version, which was American. But this time they actually did the Brazilian national anthem for Wanderlei Silva and the American national anthem for Chow Sonnen. See, last time they did it was Tito Ortiz and Chow Sonnen, two Americans, obviously. So I like it if they go with both anthems, if it is an international main event, because it is kind of like a different feel. It's their own touch. And flip a coin to see which one goes first. Yeah. I mean... How else can you? And they did, and they did like a rock version of the. Well, yeah, the, Dave Navarro. Or came rock out. paper scissors. Yeah. They, had, they had a guitar Two out of three. and stuff. So Dave Navarro, nice. nice. Sun and Silva was what it was, and it didn't feel actually like the one main of the more boring fights of the, the whole card. It I didn't seem like, like a legitimate fight, though. It wasn't the the S show that was Shao Sonnen's last fight? Was fight. To be wasn't Shao Sonnen? Years ago. Wasn't Shao Sonnen's last fight was a disaster? They thought he, well, he, they thought he staged it, right? Yeah. They thought he it staged. Did look staged. They thought he staged. But Tito Ortiz was so much bigger than Chael Sonnen. 
I mean, Tito Ortiz. He lost to Tito guy. Ortiz, right? They thought he staged losing it, mm-hmm. which makes no sense. Okay, <laughs> but this looked like a much better fight, or a better fight. Yeah, a better fight, but not a. Much it was better, better than that first one. Better, yeah. not very right. exciting. It's like just, it makes it you go, like, hey. Here's the thing. I hope this is the last time they do it. It just didn't feel like a main event. This thing, I had no That's problem with this fight problem. being on the card. But the only, if I had to take one thing, I have to complain about the Bellator card. It was just like where they placed the fights. You had three title fights, none of them were in the main event. When you're defending the main or event, it makes you it makes you, it makes you tilt yeah. your head to that 45 degree angle when you're des- describing like a subpar movie, like yeah, mm-hmm. okay. If Son of Her Silva was like the first fight on the main card, okay, I wouldn't have had such a problem. You know, like uh, okay, I get it. You're trying to bring eyeballs to the pay per view. These two guys are somewhat of a draw. People know them. I get it. But it just didn't feel like the main event. But moving on to the co-main event, I think Bellator had one of its really first true moments. Yeah. Believe it or not, Matt Mitrione versus Fedor Emelianenko. Ooh. When you were watching that fight live and they you both like hit each moments. other with that double punch that oh, almost knocked them both out. Oh, this. I heard about this. It was Bellator's like first moment. I mean, they both hit each other at the same time and almost knocked each other out. <laughs> it was pretty That's crazy awesome. to watch. Matt Meacher bounced awesome. right back up and knocked out Fedor just like we all thought. Man. But I never expected Fedor to hit him with that big right hand. That's crazy. It was a beautiful moment. Let me tell you what. I was sitting at the bar. I went to Dave & Buster's, which they did a great job at showcasing these fights, they by did. the way. That is a great atmosphere. If you want an alternative to go watch fights, you don't want to get it at your house, you don't want it on your cable bill, but you still want to have a few drinks and have a hot meal, Go to Dave and Buster's. I'll tell you what, they did a great job of showcasing the fights. And um, that was a moment. The whole bar lit up. I bet. Oh, yeah. The whole bar lit up. It was like one of those things where right then I was like, wow. After the night of fights that happened before then, I was like, wow, you know what? This thing was worth the admission. <laughs> this was worth the price. I mean, that's that's epic. That's something that that's how boxing movies end, and you're just like, that's BS. I love <laughs> Matt Mitrione's post-fight speech. <clears throat> I mean, that's awesome. Just everything about it. That's awesome that... I mean, can you imagine him, like, falls down, and then he's like, oh, oh, damn. And then he's like, oh, damn! Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just, like, he gets up, and you like, he just, like, tips over on his toes, like, tick, 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 tick. Like, is he in a Bugs Bunny card, dude? He's like, bop, 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 bop. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Manna from heaven. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Homeboy is just sprout out on the canvas. Ah! But, yeah. It was the first Bellator true moment in my eyes. One of them, I thought it was great. It was better than I thought. I mean, I always thought, I always knew that fight was going to be crazy, but I thought it was going to be a one-sided beatdown. So that fight lived up to expectations and was a little better. I got to say, um, good for them. Uh, moving on, though, to three title fights, man. Two of them, though. Bader versus Davis and Lima versus Larkin, they weren't the most entertaining fights in the world. Mm. They were good and technical if you really watched them. Okay. But for the bloodthirsty fans that tune into MMA programming, it wasn't it's like the watching best robots watch. fight. It just, you know what? These guys were so good, and I think they prepared for each other so like thorough. You know, like the training was so rigorous and so hard. Selfish I really think they jerks. were ready. I felt like both fights were almost a checkmate. Like they just had an answer for everything. Yeah, and. They weren't terrible fights, right, but well, come on, the Bellator. Most thing. Let's drug some people in their sleep. Let's <laughs> let's pay attention to what the it was high level mixed going. martial Maybe arts. Get some it's just real from some of the major team sports. But leagues. off of that, Bader took a decision over just Davis. Just kidding. So I'm Bader serious. got his first taste just of joking. gold, and of course Brent Prime. No, not Brent Prime. I'm sorry, Diego Lima beat hot fresh newcomer Lorenz Larkin, and for. Douglas Lima, I gotta really say, this is a home-built guy. Like Bellator built him, and he went out there and just took a decision over Lorenz Larkin, who was what, like number seven, number six ranked from the UFC. I mean, that builds credibility. It shows these guys are for real. Like Bellator has better fighters than you think. I never saw that coming. And Sonic, do you did you think Douglas Lima was going to beat Lorenz Larkin at Bellator at one eighty one? I thought the fight kind of went the way I thought it was going to. Lorenz Larkin, I don't think he was top 10 in the UFC. He was. Uh, he wasn't as high as He was number six, 7. So. Yes, he was. Was he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't shock me. Because Lorenz Larkin, it seemed like he lost to like a lot of the top talent. And I'm not knocking him. I think Lorenz Larkin's a good fighter. He could. It was his first ever five-round fight, I believe, also. So that could have played in a, a factor, too. But... You know, it didn't shock me. It wasn't like either of them really set the world on fire in that fight either. I mean, I know it was technical, but I don't know. 
they were it was what it was. So with that being said, what's next for these two guys? I'm hearing Bader is now in a showdown with King Mo. Later yeah, Bader this year. versus Mo, and you do Lima versus. Uh, well, you have to do Lima Rory. versus McDonald. Yeah. I love the Douglas I, Lima versus I, I don't McDonald think Lima fight. beats McDonald. I agree, but I love that fight. I I'm think interested. Bader beats Mo, but I think that's actually a good. Fight. But how does King Mo get the title shot? And here's the thing: they Scott Cooker pretty much already came out and said that it's going to be King Mo versus Ryan Bader next. How does King Mo get the title shot? If this was UFC, this would be blasphemy. Everybody mm-hmm. would be screaming off the rooftops like, what is going on here? Yeah. You know, like, like Linton Vassell just put on a very impressive performance as he didn't just beat but finished Liam McGeary. That looks like your number one contender. Well, against when, a fresh guy like Ryan Bader. But Because Mo's the bigger name. Yeah, but when, Mo's UFC, the bigger when name. UFC makes the wrong move, it's in... Scrutinized. You know, well, it's, it's for the better name. It also goes on my, some of my theory. It's I know, for the better name. I so, think the media hates Bellator so much. learning from UFC. Yeah. Like, you read it on them. Yeah. A lot of the big names, they hate Dana White so much, you can just read it on them. Like, you can tell mm-hmm. just by listening to their interviews, listening to the way they talk about things. Because, I mean, the media really got behind that little push that Wanderlei Silva did on Chael Sonnen. Is and it tried be- to make you know that makes the media something. look like fools, though? A lot of the people they seem to back end up backfiring on them. The media wanted to back Nick Diaz so much. It makes me so mad that people back Nick Diaz, and now he's been popped by USADA. He's missing his drug test. This guy's probably never going to fight again. I didn't know about this. Nick yes, Diaz this is gonna got be popped? News. It's going to be breaking news. I what? But, yes, he did get popped. It went with the point I was trying to make. Oh. But, I mean, good fights on the horizon. What did he get popped for? Nothing. Just not he wasn't showing up to his drug test. you got to get drug tests at least three times a year. He, he wasn't was no telling him his whereabouts. It's <laughs> typical Nick Diaz fashion. <laughs> He got off a four-year suspension on me, bro. so many people backed him, and then he does this. Like, it's just, it's just rude. It's just rude. Anyway, we'll get to Nick Diaz in a little bit. <laughs> but let's jump off of him. He tell was from the lightweight division. Tell me he's going to be on the MMA Hour. Oh, I want to hear a Nick Diaz interview. I don't know if you really want to, because you won't do. understand it. I don't care. <laughs> He'll have a translator. <laughs> like, just say, oh, no. But anyway, there was some shocking developments on Bellator on in New Madison Square Garden because Brent Primus beat Michael Chandler and became their new champ that night. And that was that fight was it was you know you wanted it to be longer, but it was awkwardly entertaining. I don't know how to really put my finger on it, but it was like you know they came out and finished in the first round. Brent Primus destroyed Michael Chandler with some leg kicks. I'm talking some leg kicks, and it looked like Michael Chandler was fighting on one leg for about two to three minutes. I mean, Michael Chandler had heart of a lion. He would not quit. His determination to stay in that fight and not let it end on a leg kick was just through the roof. I mean, it looked like Michael Chandler's leg was, like, broken, like in the shin, like in half. But we found out that Brent Primus kicked Michael Chandler so hard he hit a nerve in his leg, and it shut down the bottom part of his leg. He couldn't feel it. It just went numb. It Literally, you hit that nerve, it shuts it off. Mm. Almost like you're hitting a button, mm. an off button in your body. And there was a weird moment in the corner when he was talking, and Michael Chandler's doing everything to keep the fight going. Like I said, I can't say enough about Michael Chandler with the heart of a lion. There was no quitting this guy whatsoever. He didn't care. You could have broke his other leg. He's, he's just, you know, crawling out there trying to get into a fight. But Michael Chandler... Somehow, the stool, his corner took the stool out from under him, and somebody told him to sit, and he just fell straight to the ground. <laughs> the guy, he's like, I'm totally fine. <laughs> Wait, a guy in his corner? Yeah, somebody, yeah. The guy from his accident. corner took the stool away, oh. and Michael Chandler went to sit on the stool and oh. fell completely to the ground, and then they called off the fight. They were like, he can't oh, even make his stool. <laughs> yeah. You have to watch it oh, to believe it. Oh, man. It's some good oh. stuff, man. Man, that's some Bush League stuff. It is some good that's stuff. That's like Bush League stuff. And then, of Man. course, so, so now Brent Primus is your new lightweight champion over their guy, Michael Chandler. But Man. Brent Primus, there's an upside to this. The that stool. Good. They should make the stool the champ. <laughs> but Brent Primus looked good. And I'll tell you what, that's another homegrown talent. He's waving talent. that stool around his head afterwards. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's the one that kicked Michael Chandler in the leg, and Michael Chandler couldn't even use his leg anymore. Literally yeah. shut it down. Yeah. 
I Maybe mean, the guy impressive. pulling the stool away was just doing I'm not favor. taking anything away from Brent Primus, and he is the new lightweight champion of the world. And a Brent Primus versus... Man, not since Million Dollar Baby has a stool had such an impact <laughs> on a fight. And Brent Primus versus Michael Chandler, too, is a fight that really excites me. I'm legitimately excited for that fight later this year when it gets rebooked. I can't wait. Man, that so, movie was a drag, though. Sorry, moving on from that, here's up. another thing that wasn't supposed to happen. They're debuting. Future superstar on the rise in his first ever pro fight aaron pico came in blazing guns of glory only to get submitted within 24 seconds by none other than mr zach freeman one of the biggest upsets it was one of those it just shows how real mma is you can't just have all that pedigree and walk into this sport against a veteran that has 10 fights and think you're just going to walk through them Nice. It's not going to happen like that. Nice. It's just not. This isn't that sport. That's why I really doubt Conor McGregor going into the boxing world and just walking in there 0-0 and beating the greatest to ever do it. No, nah, dude. It would be a weird scientific anomaly. We're talking like a Marvel character <laughs> in a like watching through a fold in the space time would have to influence our our plane of existence for Conor McGregor to beat. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's not. I, I am the one at this table who was saying it is not impossible, but I'm talking about like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I've been saying, he's got to, you know, Floyd's got to have a seizure in the ring or slip on a banana peel. Like it's not, it's not going to happen. Yes. No. 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 But yeah, Zach Freeman gets the win. I think I'm one of the only people that was calling that from the beginning. Have you heard anybody else call like how tough the opponent was for Aaron Pico? I'm pretty sure I'm the only one. I was like, dude, Aaron Pico's fighting a guy that's 8-2. and two. This guy's a veteran. I just watched him fight for the RFA lightweight title. Like, Aaron Pico must be something better than even John Jones. Because John Jones didn't even walk into that on his first fight. And he's the greatest, youngest phenom you will ever see in this sport. And he got beat. And, and, and I, I heard the media saying, like, oh my god, like the Bellator did the wrong thing, Aaron Pico went too fast, blah, 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 blah. No, it just shows you, this is the type of stuff I like. Because it just shows you how real this sport is. I always go back to Fat Joe's comment. You know, the UFC, MMA in general is like Game of Thrones. At any time, your head can get, you know, your main character can just get killed off. That's what makes it so good. It's so and real. It's, yes. And, and it's, unpredictable. So it's cheesy, but as real as it gets, it's, it's just a, yeah. It's not. St- it's why it feels real. It's why it feels mm-hmm. pure. But yes, yes. But yes. yes, Zach. And you know what? I think Zach Preach. Freeman. You can build off of him. Oh my god, Game of Thrones is so soon. I'm sorry. Zach Freeman made a name for himself that night, and he deserved it. In his eleventh pro fight, he's now nine and two. Dude's a beast. I mean, I still think Pico would be great, but you need to get him in there with a guy that's only like one and zero, oh, two and zero. Oh. One and one, like you need to get him at his level. There's levels to this game. You can't just throw anybody into the shark tank. They're not going to swim out. But moving on from that, I just want to say one thing about Bellator is they had some great young stars perform. James Gallagher, I think, almost stole the show. That guy is a future superstar in the game. He is the top guy. He is my guy to watch now in Bellator. He's my favorite. Only 20 years old. He's the same age as Aaron Pico. People were giving him a lot of love, but not as much love as Pico. And I hope Gallagher took a mild step in front of Pico now because he's the one that deserves it. And if you ever hear a story about how he started with Coach Kavanaugh, which, by the way, James Gallagher is in an association with Conor McGregor, which means money is going to be involved with this young man. Mm. This guy was 13 years old and had his first pro fight against a guy that was like 22. The 13-year-old won the fight. It was James Gallagher. Kavanaugh happened to watch that fight because they heard so much buzz about this kid. And Kavanaugh took him under his wing and told him he can't fight anymore until he says so, you know, have a couple years of training. He's been, like, living with that gym. This kid's about to burst into greatness. I promise you. At 20 years old now, i got to look up his record, but he has a lot more fights than Pico. He did it right. He just beat a 40-year-old man, Chinzo Machida. I mean, that kid is phenomenal. I think he's one of Bellator's first true stars. That guy is going to be a player in the game. Mark my words, and a big star for the European market. What's that name one more time? It's James Gallagher. Okay. Uh, Nyman Gracie, part Nailed of the Gracie fast family. It. Kept undefeated streak. He's now 5-0. and I think in their welterweight division, another one. Man, that kid looked phenomenal. And then, of course, Heather Hardy debuting from boxing. She looked very good for a debut fight. Pretty impressive, but I got to say, Bellator had a great show. Moving on to UFC Oklahoma City. 
which was on Sunday night. Their gate was five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It was a little under the five hundred fifty thousand mark, but we're just gonna do it a five fifty thousand even. Half a million dollar gate, and then the peak of ratings was eight hundred and nineteen thousand viewers, which isn't bad. It was a hundred thousand less than Bellator, but it was on a Sunday, and Bellator should have beat the UFC this week because they really threw all cards in the deck. Yeah. But on that UFC Oklahoma City card, I'll let Insomniac take this away. What did you make of that main event of Kevin Lee versus Michael Chiesa and Mr. Mario Yamasaki in the middle? Mario Yamazagati? Yamasaki, isn't it? Or is it Mazagati? It doesn't matter, the referee. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, me personally, I get the controversy because technically he didn't tap. Technically he wasn't fully out. But let's face facts here. Kevin Lee was on his way to a win. Mm-hmm. He had that choke in. It was deep. I even thought for a second there, when before he pulled it, that he went limp. Mm-hmm. I even thought it watching it live. Like, oh, he went limp. He didn't. But it was very close. I, I think it doesn't matter. I don't want to see the rematch. Kevin Lee won. He was dominating that fight. He was schooling Michael Chiesa. He got him down. With the takedown, he was he was pounding him with some good ground and pound. Then snuck in that submission. Beat Kiesa at his own game. I don't want to see that rematch. I think the clear-cut winner was Kevin Lee. I don't understand all the controversy. I can see it from a standpoint that the ref did mess up. But let's face facts here. Kevin Lee was going to win that fight. Kevin Lee is a player to watch in that lightweight division. I absolutely agree. I think Kevin Lee is getting not enough love for his win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Michael Chiesa was out. I thought he made the right call. I thought he looked out to me. I mean, I get it. You're supposed to tap. You're supposed to do whatever. But before that, Michael Chiesa was t- also taking a lot of unanswered punches, which is nobody is talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, Kevin Lee dominated that fight from the beginning. I think Michael Chiesa hit, what, like one good left hook on Kevin Lee that, you know, just started the fight. Wasn't even like a big shot. The only thing happened Kevin Lee slipped. Yeah. And then Kevin Lee got him down and it was just it was over from there. Kevin Lee's ground game is absolutely phenomenal. I do actually, I'm starting to believe he might be the best wrestler in the division. Maybe behind Khabib, but that's a fight I'm interested in. Kevin Lee has catapulted himself to me as one of the top players in the game. He is a guy to watch out for. He's a guy I think the UFC really needs to get behind and really market and push, push forward. I hope the guy gets it even bigger. He said he's trying to definitely come back and do Detroit in December on the pay-per-view. He is from Detroit. Makes too much sense. I think that kid we saw in Oklahoma City, he's nothing short of a main event. I think he's one of the best fighters out there right now, and I think he's going to jump into the top 10 pound-for-pound rankings within the next year. He already is top 10. No, pound-for-pound. Oh, I think he's I'm a pound-for-pound great. Pound pound I genuinely think this... I can't say enough good things about this guy. I also like the way he talks, the way he, he has a lot of charisma. Um, I don't really think there's a lot of controversy there, and, and, and a lot of people are really hard on Yamasaki. I mean, even Dana White. I thought he took it a little too far with how he called him out. Called him out for his little heart gesture and everything else. I was like, why? what does his heart gesture have to do anything to do with it? I thought he went a little too far as the president. I mean, I get where he's coming from, but you went a little too far. Look, Yamasaki, I thought, did a great job. I personally thought from the naked eye when I saw that choke put in, I thought that fight was over. I thought he was out. I literally thought he passed out. That's what it looked like. And this is a week after we just had a guy die in the ring, Tim Haig. And you're going to give the referee a hard time for stopping a guy that looked like he just passed out from a choke? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I just disagree with it. I get it. You're supposed <laughs> to tap or scream. But, I mean, come on. He had like 45 seconds. What do you think was really going to happen? Did Michael Chiesa even look like he was getting out of that thing? That thing looked like it was getting tighter and tighter. No. It was over. I think Kevin Lee needs to get the respect. I think he needs to move forward as a win. And there's no other way to think about it. He was absolutely dominant. He was flawless. And right afterwards, on the post-fight show, did you catch the interview with him and Tony Ferguson? Yeah. Now, there seems to be some bad blood there. I guess. It looked like Kevin Lee just started it, but it wasn't like... I didn't think it was anything that epic. It was like trash talk or nothing. I thought it was more like awkward live TV. I felt like he was picking a fight against the top guy in that division. I get that, but he's not getting him yet. So, 
would you be so disappointed if he did? Uh, really, honestly, would you be so disappointed if Kevin Lee and Ferguson at this point Ferguson either fight? fights for the title or interim? No, yeah, I would be. Because Ferguson put himself in a spot where he only fights for the title or I the interim. I personally think title. they just started a real feud that I think those two guys are on a collision. Course. I don't That's care about the stupid opinion. WWE stuff. Like it, it was, it was kind of it was kind of weird stuff? to be honest with you. I thought it was kind of weird. Kevin Ferguson, I mean, Kevin Lee just entered the top five of the division. Rank number one is Tony Ferguson. You're darn right he should be trying to he pick a fight with him. He entered the top five, beating the number 11 guy? Yes, it was number 11? Yeah. I'd have to look at this rankings. I would think he's up there. I mean, regardless, that guy is ranked number one. You should be picking a fight with him. If you're I mean, anywhere, I get you're it. Anywhere just, in the just, UFC, just no way you should be Kevin picking Lee a fight with that guy. fights that guy right now. No way. It doesn't make divisional sense. Hmm. I can see worse happen. I can see if they book Khabib versus Tony Ferguson again, and Khabib has to fall out yet again. Yeah, as an injury replacement, sure, but like it doesn't make sense. Like to me, and it sounds like they're Ferguson, moving forward and they're going to have the Ferguson versus Khabib fight. But yeah, I'm just saying, fights, I'm not hating you know, on it. Kevin Lee is a smart man. He's he either a title fight, interim title, or number one contender fight. Kevin Lee's not there yet. I don't believe in the Ferguson Khabib fight. I don't believe in it. Show it to me first. I don't believe in it. It's not real. But at the end of the day, I do think Yamasaki's getting too much flack. What about the Komen event? What about your boy, Johnny Hendricks, missing weight again? I thought, uh... This man now moved up to middleweight. And he missed weight by three pounds. What in the world is going on there, Insomniac? Help me figure this out. It's, it's easy. There's five initials. U.S. A D A. I don't know what happened to this boy. First of all, he comes in overweight. Second of all, wait, what does that spell? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Second of all, he looks nothing like lion. his championship the form. Lion. Third of all, even him being three pounds overweight, he still looked like he was a, a weight class below Tim Bosch. Like Tim Bosch looked like a freaking. Well, Tim Bosch is a big nasty. Middle I know weight. that's that's more reason why. What is Hendricks doing? Yeah, like, and he didn't look good in the fight. At all got knocked out. It just. He, I think he should just retire. He, he's he's not in it. He's yeah. not in it. You can't you can't do this sport. He goes in there. He goes. He comes in overweight. <clears throat> he looks like a shell of his former self. He gets knocked out. I you, mean, he hasn't been relevant for like four years, right? No. No. Regardless, no, Johnny at least three, three years ago he was champ. Two and a half years. His restaurant already champ. shut down. He's shutting down. Two yeah. years. He hasn't been relevant. I you guess. You saw to shut him down. I don't no, know because he won Johnny his last Hendricks. fight at middleweight. Yeah. Okay. So he won his debut at middleweight. Johnny Hendricks. Ugh. Yeah, he's just not the same. And what about the fact that BJ Penn fought on this card? He he needs to seriously just stop. He just needs to go somewhere. Out of a cage. He's already a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's just ruining his legacy right now. He just lost, like... And his... I'm not saying Dennis Siver is a bad fighter by any means. But, like, BJ Penn doesn't lose to Dennis Siver. Like, if that makes any sense to anybody. Because, like, you know, the BJ Penn we know was, you know, an all-time great. A pound-for-pound great. Multi-class world champion. You don't lose to a guy like Dennis Siver... And he's only 37. He's fighting a featherweight. I mean, Dennis Iver so is a I, good fighter. I, that's what I'm saying. He's not a bad fighter, but like, it's not like but either BJ guy Penn doesn't good lose to a guy fight. like Dennis Siver. I get it. That's I what I'm what saying. saying. Like, yeah. PJ Penn don't lose to a guy like Dennis Siver. I mean, this he just a, didn't look like he was in that fight. He doesn't look like he's been in, in any of his fights. I don't know why he's still fighting. Yeah. UFC needs to cut ties with him. They need to stop letting no. him fight. Dana White needs to sit down with BJ Penn and tell him, hey, it might be time to go fishing. He need, he needs to give him. He just needs to sit him down and say no more. Is it to keep it for Bellator? No more. I don't want to see him fight again. That's the only thing I can think. But anyway, I want to bring up one thing that happened at that event. Uh, Justine Kish pooped herself. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Against Herrick. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That 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 choke was in really good, and <laughs> you know. So this was uh, like some hidden camera behind the fight. It's on the mat. It was only Octagon. She got it all over the place. It's crazy. Actually, Dana White gave her a discretionary bonus because he felt he felt bad for her because he knows how humiliated she is. But he also has respect for her. He's like, you did it because you were fighting your heart out trying to defend a submission, 
that this this girl was putting on you, and she almost went out, but like it was just like one of those things where she just lost control of her bowels. She wishes so hard that she didn't squeeze in that hot dog between the second and third round. Now. Mm, well, guys wear cups. Maybe but, girls should wear diapers. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to take away from the people that did shine on you. said, I'll be wearing diapers. Fleece Herrick did look absolutely fantastic. Fleece Herrick has turned her whole career around. And is now on a three-fight like, win streak since her loss to Paige Van Zandt. That's a tomorrow. Chick. That's a chick that I used to think used to just show up to the weigh-ins and either be a schoolgirl or something like that. Now she's a serious fighter, man. Yeah. That girl's legit. What did you think of Clay Guida getting a win over Eric Cook? Uh, I wasn't. I mean, eh. Not that impressed? I was impressed with that. And what about my boy? My boy, I said to watch out for. This is my fighter to watch, Dominic Reyes. Manhandling Joaquin Christensen. I mean, that was a big punch yeah. knockout. That guy at 205, Dominic Reyes, I'm telling you, remember that name. Yeah, he knocked him out. He looks like a stud. That's the guy that just three weeks earlier knocked out that guy that went viral. Yeah. This guy is a true knockout. He's replacing Rumble Johnson, I think. I mean, this guy truly looks like he could be something for real. I'm very excited about the prospect of him. But with that being said, just one more thing I want to ask about Bellator and UFC Oklahoma City. Which event was better? To me? Yeah. I only watched one of them, so... Oh, you're a disgrace. Insomniac. Anyway, I Bellator, in my honest opinion, Bellator. I thought Bellator was better. I didn't pay any money either. I went to Dave & Buster's. Sorry, I worked till 10 p.m. that night and didn't go out that night. I don't need excuses, Insomniac. I saw it. You didn't. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, Bellator was the better product. I mean, of course, it was one of UFC's not very big shows. It was only a fight night. On it was FS1. a fight night in Oklahoma City. So, But with that being said, I thought Bellator had a better show. I mean, it should have been. Bellator exhausted their bullpen on this one, right? What do they got? In the, what do they got in the boiler, though? What's what do they got? Bellator. Yeah. Well, coming up. Yeah. I think they don't come back till July fourteenth. With two footage, you don't really know. I can't remember. I can't remember. I just know their next event is July fourteenth. I don't really have to look I mean, at the that's main pretty event sweet. all the time because I watch them all. That's pretty sweet that this event. Yeah. All right, real quick, Insomniac, I wanted to play one game with you. It's just real quick. I want you to give me your answer in one sentence or less. I'm going to ask you a question. Fish or cut bait? After this weekend, I had me thinking we had a lot of older people. Chael Sonnen, fish cut. or cut bait? Cut bait. Why? Why? I don't know. Previous steroid There's not even user. one fight left in him? You just didn't cut bait with him? Who's he fight? I say fish. Just don't put him in the main event. Wanderley Silva, fish or cut bait? Cut bait. Cut bait, really? You thought yeah. Wanderlei looked that bad? Just he shouldn't be he shouldn't be sanctioned to me. I don't know how he got sanctioned. He shouldn't be sanctioned. Very fair. And because of that, you saying that, you've actually changed my mind. Yeah, cut bait. I agree. Fedor Milianenko, fish or cut bait? Cut bait. He's getting knocked out too much. He needs to retire. I say fish, give him one more fight. Maybe big country. I don't know. After I saw him with the double knockout, he almost knocked out me and would have hit him one second earlier, he would have got the win. It was a great the fight. The beating he took in his last fight and then getting knocked out. And then, remember, towards the end of his strike force run, he got knocked out in his last like three or four fights. I don't yeah. want to see him get knocked out over and I over again. It. I get it, but I think he has one more in him. <laughs> if Big Country knocks him out, so be it. But I actually don't think he does. I think Fedor gets it done. But I say fish one more time. BJ Penn, fish or cut bait? Cut bait. Yeah, cut bait. We don't, do we really have to say anything about that? Mm. Dennis Seaver, fish or cut bait? No, he just won. Fish. Okay, so he won. You say fish? Mm-hmm. I say whatever, man. Cup eight. Mario Yamasaki, fish or cup eight? Who cares? That's an athletic commission. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I'll, I'll miss the heart thing. It's cute. I say fish because I think he's getting too much flack. Okay, that's it. I went with all the legends. In other news this week. Uh, let's talk about the August pay-per-view that is now canceled. The whole rumored Muddy Mouse versus TJ Dillashaw thing that they were trying to book or get Muddy Mouse to fight Ray Borg or whatever is going to happen in August, that pay-per-view has been scrapped altogether. They're not even going to do a pay-per-view then. Did Muddy Mouse hire somebody to, uh, hit TJ Dillashaw on the ankle with a crowbar? I don't think so, but... No, here's what's going to happen. He's going to get Ray Borg and Dana White's pretty much went public and said, um, good luck with that, DJ. I've supported you. I've promoted you. You'll get your fight. Let's see what the ticket sales, let's see what the revenue does. So, so he's gonna, he is going to give him Ray Borg. Yeah. 
Well, he's gonna. He, well, then he'll just he'll get to break the record and he'll be good. And then he'll then he'd probably be more willing to fight. You know, he's not yeah, gonna break. There's a bone to break. He's, I mean, there's a there's a bone to pick here though. He's not breaking the bank. Yeah, that was a shot Dana White was taking to him. He was like, and okay, you know what? Uh, let's see what kind of pay per view points you get. Let's see what kind of you know everything else you get when you fight Ray Borg. Well, when he tied the record, he had the lowest ratings of any UFC event ever. On Fox, the Dillashaw fight. Well, he'll at least, the Dillashaw he'll fight at least... was a fight the UFC was willing to, to lose money on. The UFC was willing to promote that fight, even if they lost money. But they were going to heavily promote that fight. Well, with that being said, I mean, now that Mighty Mouse versus TJ Dillashaw is one hundred percent officially not happening, looks like it's going to be Mighty Mouse versus. Ray Borg on a later date and TJ Dillashaw versus Cody Garbrandt on a later date, which I still love the Dillashaw Garbrandt fight, right? Yeah. I'm okay with that. But now that that fight's not happening, what do you think of the Mighty Mouse versus Ray Borg fight now? Like, are you interested at all? Nope. Do you even care? Nope. I honestly don't either. I just don't really view that as a great fight. That's not one of those fights I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe it. I was actually looking forward to Dillashaw versus uh, Demetrius Johnson. I love that fight too. Am I so crazy? I mean, should I be wrong for loving that fight and wanting to pay $60 on pay-per-view to see that? DJ wants to make sure he breaks that record. I can't think of any other reason. But he was still broke the record, but like... He's not he's not so confident he could beat TJ Dillashaw. But here's the other thing. DJ was opening his thing to pay-per-view points. Like Dana was going to give him pay-per-view points on that, and that gives you more money. It's like, almost like Money Mouse is turning down more money. It's it's really weird. It's turning bizarre. down more money for history. It's bizarre. But it still will be a little bit tainted. Because everybody's going to know. If DJ thought he couldn't get fans Well, no, the problem is... Floyd Mayweathered it. To worse. No, Mighty Mouse, you know what the thing is? Against Dillashaw, there's more people that would have actually cared. That would have meant something. Mm-hmm. Against Ray Borg, I just don't feel like it really means anything. No. Yeah, I mean, this kind of hurts his shot at uh, taking that next step into the upper tier, being in the conversation of greatest fighter and all that kind of stuff. If you're ducking fights, you're not going <coughs> to yeah. be in the conversation of greatest fighter. No, you're, there's no the apologists who say like, oh, you know, it's not his fault that he didn't have the same competition as Anderson Silva. He's the best and he dominated. And blah 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 blah. Well, here we go. We got someone legit. No, no, no. I want to make sure I get to number twelve. No. And since that is happening, that is not happening actually. They weren't negotiating. The UFC tactics. canceled that event. Uh, from what I gather, they're not doing an event on that day anymore. That's funny. And. Now, on the schedule so far, unless something happens between now and then, August only has one event on the first week of the month. That's it. UFC Mexico. That is it. Is it in Mexico Until September. City? And it's like it's like August 5th or 6th. It's early. Is it in Mexico City? Yeah. Did, did different altitudes affect MMA oh, yeah. fighters the way it oh, affects yeah. football oh, yeah. players? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Worse. Watch Fabricio Verdun versus Cain Velasquez. Is that a heavyweight? That's heavyweight. Mm-hmm. I was about to ask about heavyweights. They usually they used to not do heavyweights in the higher altitudes, right? No, they never stopped. Okay, but it's okay. Watch Mark Hunt versus Ben Rock. Is it Mark Hunt versus Ben? There's Rock? two. Yeah. They got two yeah. heavyweight fights in Mexico City. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not that coming. But we're we're thinking of like past fights. Oh, 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 Mexico oh, oh, oh. or Denver. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But on to some exciting news. I mean, in the beginning. I forget when this fight was officially canceled. The Cyborg versus Megan Anderson fight is off. Why? Megan Anderson due to personal reasons. I don't know yet. I don't know. (laughs) Megan Anderson has personal issues. She met, she saw Cyborg in person. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she's out. Due to personal issues, she's out. Nobody's really said yet why. I'm waiting to hear why. I'm at least going to give her the benefit of the doubt. But anyway... She's out. <laughs> so Tanya Evans. You know what's really funny? Megan Anderson probably has like a legitimate hand injury. And she doesn't want to tell me. She probably can't get a visa she's to come pro- to the United States. She's probably got a legitimate hand injury. Yeah. Because of Jermaine Aronimi's hand injury, she can't like she, <laughs> I was rock climbing, bro. Like, I don't know, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was riding a motorcycle, like, I don't know. I fell on it. She's sick. She has food poisoning because she's eating nothing but horse meat. <laughs> 
don't know what's going on. But anyway, Megan Anderson's not fighting Cyborg at 214. Nobody's fighting Cyborg now, anywhere no, ever. Yeah, Tanya Evinger. Invicta Ooh. FC 135-pound champion. She's been around for a while, is stepping up, and she's going to fight Cyborg at 214. It's nice. not a bad fight. It might be... Oh, I don't want to get in too much trouble for saying this. You said it the most the unattractive fight in UFC history. Nice, bro. But so <laughs> Invicta, you said right? Isn't yes. that where Cyborg came from? Yeah. Well, that's cool. It's not bad. I mean, it's another 135 pound girl, but eh, I guess eh. I mean, I'll just take Cyborg in the cage now. Fighting style. She's you good. She's a tough, gritty veteran. I think she's. She's still not Megan Anderson. She's Megan better Anderson's than the big. other two opponents that UFC's put her in. Yes, in there with. she is that. Okay. Is she better than the ones that the UFC would put her with? Possibly tougher than Megan Anderson because Megan Anderson has not been tested that much and she's still Megan very Anderson's young. Megan Anderson's young. This girl's a, a, an old dog. You know? yeah. like I mean, you're not just not interested in this fight because they're not attractive, are you? No, this is actually a good fight. I was trying to be silly there. <laughs> okay. This is actually a decent <laughs> fight. I don't hate it. Tanya Evinger's Cause at to least be fair, tough. She's legit. To be, to be fair, like I, you've never, you've always taken, you've always taken the women's fights as seriously as the yeah. men's fights, and we have our jokes about whether or not they're attractive or whatever sometimes. <laughs> but like we still respect the fights yeah. for the fights, and their attractiveness has never no, ever I will be seemed watching. to be a factor in whether or not the fight is quality or not. For the record, on the better fight cast, I will be watching that fight. Please and it don't will be to us. watch skill. Okay, I'm definitely watching that fight for skill. Yes. They also added a third title fight to that event. Yeah, they, they, you know, that's the biggest news. Is, really, that did they finally the make field. the bronze? Oh, no, you didn't mean it's no, a third legit. title in a division. Okay, we're still waiting on that one. No, this is a legit The interim, fight. interim title no, fight. they had three title fights for this UFC 214 now. Nice. Tyron Woolley will be defending his title against Damian Maya. Nice. 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 That's a good fight. <laughs> There's a boss! There's a boss! <laughs> There's a boss! We're fighting. We're gonna fight. that. And UFC 213 just it's lost. It's the spirit of Adam West! The UFC, the UFC 213 we just lost Robbie Lawler versus Donald Cerrone and has officially been rebooked for UFC 214. Yeah, that's... Let's put this into perspective real quick. Fine. I want to get on this 214 Is it really going to happen? That's what I want. I to hope know. so, but anyway, UFC 214. Waller Cerrone was supposed to happen a year ago too, right? Am I no, wrong? No, November it got teased, but they well, thought about yeah, booking Waller it. Waller wasn't ready. Waller wasn't yet. ready. Okay. It got teased. It got announced for so like a minute. Six and then, months ago. Yeah. Not a year ago. And then now 213, <clears throat> they can't because Cerrone's hurt, and Dana just came out a couple days ago and said there's no way that fight's getting booked anytime soon, and all of a sudden today it came out they're fighting <laughs> 214. I guess, I mean, Cerrone's a madman. It doesn't matter. The guy will walk in there on one leg and fight somebody. Yeah. He really will, and that's why you love him. Mm-hmm. You know, Robbie Lawler will do the same thing. That's why you love watching him fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, let's just put 214 into perspective. The main event's Jones Cormier, too. The co-main event is Tyron Woodley versus Damian Maya. The triple main event is Cyborg Santos versus Tanya Evinger. And then you add Cowboy Cerrone versus Robbie Lawler on top of it. Oh, wow. by the way, the pay-per-view wow. probably is going to kick off with Jimmy Manuel versus Vulcan Oezdemir. I mean, I, I'm not even... Oh, wait, Sage Northcutt versus John McDessie? That's a good fight. That, that's like the first fight on FS1, Insomniac. You're not sleeping then. You're just drinking your first drink. Let's be real here. That's a fantastic fight. They have Jason the Kid Knight is fighting Ricardo, with Lamas. Ricardo Lamas. I mean, that card is stupid. I'm missing fights. Duho Choi. No, he's out. He's yeah. out. Oh, dang it. Yeah. I'm missing two other fights, and they're fantastic. That card that is just as dope. stacked that as probably dope. like UFC New York. It's I mean, so yeah. stacked. Yeah. It's so Those stacked. Those four main fights, that's crazy. That is the best fight. And still, nobody's talking about it. You know why? Money, Mac. That's what everybody's talking about. And the UFC, I know they're only having one event in August now. But, I mean, come on, let's be real here. They get a portion in proceedings and funds from hashtag MoneyMac. So, yeah, they're definitely not going to compete with it. Dude, they can chill out on the UFC content. They're Dana White's Tuesday Night Contenders is about to start. That's going to be live fights every Tuesday. That's cool. Which sounds awesome, by the way. That's cool, yeah. They announced the first card, Dope. 
Nice. The first card is so good. Is it on Fight Pass or FS1? Yeah, or Fight why? Pass. Okay. This is Dana White's baby from what I gather. Yeah, like, nice. this is his... He's molding this thing. So Map is they set care about fight versus pass. Kirk Hallibaut. Yeah, that's cool. Finally, yeah, this is the greatest thing. Nice. I mean, they're taking this show serious. They're, they haven't announced the commentators for the actual show yet, but they're doing alternate audio commentary called the Snoopcast. <laughs> it's going to be Snoop Doggy Dog and really? Uriah Faber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make that up. Like, well, I think I'm just joking around. Like, yeah, Snoop Dogg's doing commentary for the UFC. <laughs> what? What are you saying? <laughs> no, seriously, Snoop Dogg <laughs> is doing commentary for the UFC. And by the way, last week UFC kicked out Ice Cube <laughs> to do Conor McGregor versus you know Money McGregor. What? Yeah, they kicked him out. Well, well no, Ice Cube had the venue booked, and oh. Money Mac took over. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, Dana White's looking for a fight contender series. Or, no, it's called Dana White's Contender Series. The Tuesday Night Fights just looks so good. I love their first card, by the way. They announced their first card. I mean, I love the main event. These are two guys who are on the brink of the UFC. They both deserve to be in there. I hope they both get in there. Um, but right now, one will go. The winner of this fight will be in the UFC. Kurt Hallibaugh and Matt Bissett are two veterans that's been on the underground, both on big winning streaks now. They deserve it. And then under it, man, I recognize right away Boston Salmon. That's a true, true, like, up-and-comer. He has a loss on his record, but he was so screwed from the judges. That guy won that fight. You have to go back and watch that fight. You want to talk about a screw job? Did you say his name was Boston? Boston Salmon. I mean, you can't tell me that name just doesn't <laughs> sound like it's going to do great things. I wish they had jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. But this is a card to watch. I, I'm I am so excited about the start of Tuesday Night Fights. So excited. I've been calling this for years. It's going to overtake what they wanted out of the Ultimate Fighter. And the Ultimate Fighter is doing almost half a million viewers now. Really? As the season of Redemptions went on. Yeah, that's pretty successful. Hmm. They, their ratings actually climbed. Interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. I was like, what? Really? People just run out of stuff to watch? Maybe. Who are like, oh my God. Or maybe just, they like oh my it God, when it's just baseball. Or maybe it's they like it baseball. when the brackets got All deeper. there is is baseball. Let's yeah. binge. Because, I mean, we are getting some decent fighters now. I mean, on the Ultimate Fighter, you know, 25 finale, Diego Lima is definitely going to the finale as one of the guys fighting for the Ultimate Fighter contract. They win $250,000 if they win. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and the other one might be James Krause. I don't know if he's going to make it to the fight or not, especially on this episode. There's a lot of things going. But he was the guy I picked to be the best fighter. And I, I'll tell you what, if Diego Lima versus James Krause is happening on the Tough 25 finale, that, that's a good fight. That's interesting. But we'll see what happens. I mean, looks like Krause is hurt, but we'll see. But moving on that real quick, let's just go over what to watch this weekend. This weekend has no shortage of MMA action. As Friday night, the Tough 25 finale is happening. As I just mentioned, Diego Lima is one half of it. We're going to have Michael Johnson against Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje, the WSOF import, who's 17-0. and And the guy, when you watch him fight, you're going to fall in love. He is a killer-be-kill guy. This thing is going to be balls to the wall from beginning to end. We'll see what happens. I absolutely love this fight, and it's not giving, getting enough love right now. Other great fights to watch on there, I mean, Mark Diakisi's fighting on the undercard, Elias Theodoro is fighting on the undercard against great opponents, there's Angela Hill coming back, and of course, one of my favorite fights, Gray Mayard versus Teruto Ishihara. That should be interesting. And of course, it is International Fight Weekend for the UFC, as UFC 213 will be live in Las Vegas with a double title fight and some pretty good other fights on that card. UFC 213 is really, insomniac, agree or disagree, not getting enough love. I don't, I don't, I mean, I think it's because of the whole fact it's International Fight Week, so it's not that. 214 feels like it should be 213, yeah, it's and then not, 214 it's is usually that, what the It's not that great of a like. card. Yeah. It's just not. So Amanda Nunez, though, you know, nobody's been on a better win streak than her. She just knocked out Misha Tate and Ronda Rousey back-to-back. Back. I mean, this girl is on a Legends butt-kicking tour, and now she's getting Valentina Shevchenko, who is a legit threat to that title. 
Yeah, I mean, it seems like who else should she, who else would she fight? It seems yeah, like, it's it's yeah. no, this is it. Like yeah. this is real. Yeah. Like for yeah. 135 pound women, this is the fight, mm-hmm. and nobody's giving it enough love. I don't know if it's because of the women. I don't know if it's because it's not. Ra- I don't know. I don't get it. I just don't think it's. I'd getting be enough excited love. to watch Nunez fight her next fight. I think this is a great fight. If you saw their She's first fight, yeah, the first fight was close. Nunez won the first two rounds, and Shevchenko won the third. If there would have been a fourth and fifth, Shevchenko might have come out winning that fight. Mm. So I feel like this is round four. The beginning. Nice. They're just continuing what they started. And I think you're going to pick up right where they left off. These two girls are very, very talented. I think this fight's just not getting enough respect because I think people are too ignorant to know what real fighting is, especially with women. Mm. So in the co-main event, we're fighting for the bronze. Or no, this will be the silver medal. We have Robbie Robert Whitaker, a.k.a. Bobby Knuckles, taking on the soldier of God, Yo Romero. Now this fight's really mm. good. Insomniac, is this not your favorite fight on the card? Yeah, it is. I mean, that's that feels Either that like, or I like the Miller Pettis a lot too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Robbie Whitaker versus Joe Romero—they're pretty much getting the silver medal to fight Michael Bisping. Hopefully, sometime later this year, it'll be GSP. I don't know who it's going to be at this point, but they'll be fighting somebody. They'll have their own title, so it'll be floating around. That's a very good fight. I'm very intrigued, but other fights on that card to really look out for. I mean, Fabricio Verdun versus Alistair Overeem three. I think that's very interesting. I like the Anthony Pettis returning to lightweight, taking on Jim Miller. That's a fantastic fight. Curtis Blades will definitely be my fighter to f- watch this weekend. Curtis Blades, the big, nasty, young heavyweight coming in, taking on a real true veteran, Daniel Emelian in check. But it's the perfect fight in this guy's career. I think Curtis Blades will somehow get this done with his youth and, youth and ex- you know, just raw determination. His wrestling will get this done. And I think he's going to be a fighter to watch out for in 2018. But Travis Brown returns against Alexi Olenek, and Gerald Mearshare fights Tiago Santos. Now on FS1. That was on Fight Pass, and that was such an underrated fight. But moving on from that, it's... Now. It is time. This! We're going to separate the weak from the strong. The strong and the weak. Zoniak? Start with my strong. We already went over it. It's pretty simple. UFC 214 Super Stack. I feel like it's the first big, legit event of the year. If we were to summarize the first half of 2017, I'd say not very memorable. Yeah. There's One not of much you two I really... said Madison Square Garden when this lineup was listed, and that's what I was thinking before yeah. whoever said it said it. Like, it's just this, it's, we finally get a big event, big fight feel. Mm -hmm. It's the first kind of this, really, of this year. I haven't gotten that yet this year. It's where you see the lineup and you're like, this should be the main event. No, this should be the main event. No, this should be the main event. And even the main event's so big, where it's going to be the first time when I'm watching the main event and I'll be really hyped for it. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten that feeling. Are you arguing about the co main event, maybe? I think you're forgetting Yo Romero's fighting this weekend, but I'll I'll go. That's, that's not, no. Stop. Knock it off. I think you're gonna be surprised. Let me have my strong in the week. Um but yeah, it's my strong. I'm just glad to see a really I don't care if your Romero's exciting or not, but this one's actually gonna draw eyeballs. Mm. It's about time, right? My week. I was gonna go with, you know, Usada, but then I remember before the podcast began, I was like, wait a minute. Bellator did one of the biggest possible epic fails. This past weekend, I just want to ask, how do you book an eight and two fighter against a zero and zero fighter? I don't care what kind of like this guy was his name Aaron Pico, mm-hmm. Pico de Gal. I don't care what kind of like credentials he has. You can't be zero zero and go in against eight and eight and two fighter. First of all, I ask who booked that, who did that. Do they not like Aaron Pico? Were they mad at him? Do they not like the money he's making? Then I ask, who sanctioned that? How's that get sanctioned? No, I can see how Pico got sanctioned. I'm not asking how Pico got sanctioned. I'm asking, there is rules, like say in boxing, if a if a fighter if they think the the you know it even happened to UFC a couple times if they think the uh, experience or the records are way too far off they won't book the fight, they won't sanction it. Who sanctioned that? An eight and two fighter to go against a zero and zero fighter, that shouldn't have been sanctioned. Period. 
That's all I got. That, that's where you know. New York's got a long way to go. A lot of commissions or a lot of athletic commissions would not have sanctioned that fight. Okay. Interesting. I'm going to go with my strong. And my strong is going to be the great product that Bellator put out last Saturday. (laughs) Insomniac. Nice segue. Thanks. It's beautiful. Why? Because for the first time ever, I have something to talk about with the Bellator product. Well, we know. You went 28 minutes when the podcast first began about the Bellator product. It was a great show. I'm sorry. I was excited. I'm an MMA fan. I watched that thing called Mixed Martial Arts. I don't know how you miss it or what you did last weekend at Somniac. I worked till 10 p.m. and I didn't order it. I watch it. You might as well just become the Insomniac. Not MMA. Just put Insomniac in your name. But Bellator's production, for the first time ever, I loved everything about their announced team, from the three-man team to the two-man team, even to the backstage interviews. I loved everything about it. I thought it flowed very well, and Bellator proved to me that they are capable of putting on a big-time show. I might not still agree with all the fights, but a lot of the fights delivered. And when they get the right fights put into the right places, I gotta say, they gave me a night to really talk about and really have a good time. I really enjoyed myself watching those fights. Also, the fact that for the first time ever, man, Bellator really has some fights on the horizon that they're going to book off of that show. This is the first show from top to bottom. They delivered everywhere. They got fights to make in the future off of this. James Gallagher against anybody. Hell, you could put James Gallagher against Zach Freeman, the kid that just upset Aaron Pico. Why not? Zach Freeman, Zach Freeman should take Aaron Pico's spot and go up against James Gallagher. There is the fact that Diego, no, not Diego, but Douglas Lima versus Rory McDonald is a fight you can actually get excited about. And Douglas Lima proved that he is the true number one contender in that division. And you can't forget about Chandler versus Primus, too. That fight sells itself just saying it. Because I love saying Primus. I love saying that a guy's name is Brent Primus and he's the Bellator lightweight champion. <laughs> it's so easy. With a name like that, you should be champion. I wish I had Primus as my name. Can I change it? Can I change it again from Joey Knuckles? He should make his... Joe Knows MMA? Nickname Barstool. The MMA historian? And now I'm Joe Primus? Still won't be as cool as the MMA Insomniac, so shut up and get on to your strong. Right, Barstool Or your weak. My strong. Well, that's pretty much my strong because you made it your weak. Bellator. I thought they had a great weekend. A lot of stuff to talk about. That's great. You're talking about the night. I'm talking about the one, you know, a big, you know... Football. Yeah, like I said, Zach Freeman went in there and made a name for himself. A guy that truly deserved it in a spotlight fight. Good for him. Good for him, Insomniac. He's a veteran. I mean, did did, did Pico even have any amateur fights? No. But I'm going to go into my week. My week is definitely the fact that, yes, I don't believe Yamasaki messed up, but everybody else did. And because of that, referee blunder or referee greatness, however you want to look at it, whether you agree or disagree with him pulling it off if it was stopped too early, Kevin Lee is not getting the love and respect he is so rightfully deserves after that performance he put on last Sunday night. He went out there and looked like a true superstar. I really think he's a big name in the game. And yes, I don't regret arguing with the Insomniac that I think Kevin Lee could be up there with the Tony Ferguson's because he's impressed me that much in his last three performances. He's finished all three guys convincingly. This guy looks like a true superstar. I really think he is in his prime. 25 years old, he is there. He's ready. I think this guy's nothing less of a main event. And I think the fact that everybody's taken away the fact that he won and they think it was an early stoppage, I just think that's a misfortune because I don't view it that way. I think they need to move on this thing as if it was a victory. I think Kevin Lee is nothing short of a main event and they should move on that forward from here on out. I really think he could be in big money fights in the very near future. Actually, I really seriously wouldn't be surprised if he contended against the one Conor McGregor. I think it would draw. I think it would be a great story. What are you talking about? Talking about Kevin Lee. Lightweight division. That's not out of the realm of possibility. I really am impressed with that kid. If they run out of like the big name, big money fights that are the WME trying to pay off. I think Kevin Lee's going to be a big fight. I Maybe think yeah. Big, I think he's going to be a big name. Maybe. I genuinely Maybe, yeah. I mean, anybody yeah. that fights Connor makes it a big fight, but I mean, if that's not the. Well, it might be the, the just a natural progression for the division. And what, 2019? Like, I couldn't see Kevin Lee fighting McGregor anytime soon. Kevin Lee is one win away from a title shot in that lightweight division. One more. 
I know I you might have said. I know you might have said. But hey, Kevin Lee could give Edson Barbosa a great challenge. Well, as soon as Connor's right back, now. then. I mean, well, it, provided Connor doesn't land with like a GSP or something like that. So I was gonna say, I'm saying in 2018. Up, like that's just that's just way out there to me. That that was just way out. All right, there. well I said it first. We'll okay. see. I mean, 2018 the, 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 is a different year. The cars could you. stack that way possibly, but it's just very far. I mean, they definitely with short piece in Russia, they would want GSP or they would want Woodley. Like they would want something like that. Like the the Kevin. Whoa, man. You're really on this kid's hype train. Yes, I am. I genuinely believe he's one of the best. I, I really, Him and Ferguson, I think, are on a collision course, too. I genuinely think that those two are the best fighters with Conor McGregor. I mean, that division is so stupid good. It's so good. Lightweight is the best. Man, don't forget about Diaz 3. I'm not. I, I'm how just saying, po- by 2018, that- at the end of the year, I could see Kevin Lee maybe getting his way up there. He's, I mean, if he keeps winning like he has been, he's going to get a title shot eventually. Mm. And I said it first. Yeah, I am on this guy's hype train. I really believe in this kid. I really do. Mm. Thanks for coming to the cage, you maniacs. We love when you visit. Please tell your friends about us. Like, share, retweet, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. There you should also grab our sister production, Better Health in the World, at Bauer, Good Health, Life, and everything that speaks to maximize the human experience. Follow Joe Newbauer at Joe MMA. Sean Newbauer at MMA underscore Insomniac. Gabrielle Sherwood, Gabrielle underscore T, and me, Matt Kirkman Jr. and Matthew J. Better. We love you guys and girls. Peace. <laughs>